Welcome to Ride Every Stride. This is episode 37. Welcome to Ride Every Stride with Van Hargis. This is a podcast about horsemanship and more. Our goal is to educate, motivate, inspire, and entertain you through an exploration of everything horsemanship and the intersection of horsemanship and humanship. My name is Laura McClellan, and I'm your co-host on Ride Every Stride. And once again, I'm here with Master Horseman Van Hargis. Are you ready to go, Van? Absolutely, Laura. You know, I am excited. We had a wonderful 2016. Here we are already. Can you believe it? We're already into 2016. 17. I remember, you know what's crazy? I remember asking my mom a long time ago when somebody had mentioned the year 2000. And I don't remember how old I was. I was pretty darn little though. And I looked at my mom and I said, Mom, am I going to be alive in the year 2000? (laughs) (laughs) Because didn't it seem like so far away? That was science fiction. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was science fiction. And here we are beyond that. And we're 17 years later now. 2017. It just seems so crazy, doesn't it? Yeah, really does. So with that in mind, as we're kind of, uh, as, as this episode gets published, we're in the middle of January of 2017. What do you have in mind to talk about? Well, before we run out of this month, you know, since this is the first month of the new year, I, I wanted to touch base on success. So we wanted to call this the topic for today, I guess you could say, and the title today is I wanted to wish everybody a successful 2017, and we're going to title this one, Set It Up to Be Successful. And this I want folks to really think about both the horsemanship and the humanship thing, because, you know, what we do in this year can, in the in the habits that we start, you know, everybody has these, oh, what do you call those things, Laura? I, I quit doing them years ago, but what do you call Resolutions. it? Yes. They last you know, about a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> the gyms the are really full for about the t- first two weeks of January. Right. And, but the, but let's think about that. Why do people have these resolutions? I mean, we all have the greatest of intentions, but we know the rest of that story, don't we? Mm-hmm. But the resolutions to me, this almost are too easy to break. So I wanted to kind of think about this from a different perspective. And that's set ourselves on the path that we view is to be successful. Set it up to be successful. Set your horse up. Set your year up. Set yourself up to be successful. And I, so those are the things we wanted to talk about today. And it's really going to be more of a discussion more so than a how-to thing. And I just wanted to kind of plant some seeds in people's minds as to what it is to be successful. And and we briefly talked about this earlier, you and I and our producer, John, but to me, Laura, one thing that makes success so difficult is because it's so different to so many different people. There are folks who are, you know, money-driven, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all, but there are a lot of folks who are motivated and driven by money. Therefore, when they accumulate that goal of whatever resolution they set for themselves, then that to me means that was a successful day, a successful week, a successful month or year, whatever the case may be. For others like myself, success to me is when I'm able to help somebody, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that goes into a whole nother deal about what I've referred to before is what I call my spiritual gift. So whenever I'm able to use the horse to bridge the gap between me and another human being and we can help each other, then 
I think that's successful. And if I can look back at the end of a year and go, wow, it was a great year because I learned a lot and I was able to help a lot of folks, then that to me is successful. To other people, it's just having an incredibly happy home life and a family life. So depending on what their definition of success is, is how I think sometimes we can get away from that resolution mindset and put ourselves more on path, if you will, or more on their journey to achieve what success is to them and not by anybody else's definition, but to their own definition. I think that's so important. And it's, you know, it's actually, we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but this is something I talk about pretty regularly on my own podcast in talking about what successful and productive life is. It's going to be different for every person. You can't look at somebody else and say, and and let them define for you what success is. And that's true, you know, in the context of Ride Every Stride, success for you as a, as a horseman or a horsewoman is going to be different because for some people it's going to be winning a national championship will be, will define my, my horsemanship year as successful for somebody like me, just getting out to ride on a trail for, you know, for an hour a week, that's, that's success for me. And so, you know, we can bring it down to those very specifics in a podcast about horsemanship, or as you were saying, life in general, it's going to be different for every one of us. And part of the, I mean, really the first step toward a successful life is being aware enough and really thinking intentionally about what's that going to look like for you? Where do you want to be at the end of this year? How will you have defined a successful 2017? And once you know what that's going to look like, then you know what to do starting today to get from here to there. Right. I mean, I couldn't agree more, Laura. I think that's so right. And Something I learned from you just recently was it's it's not easy. It's just doing things over and over and over. And it's kind of what I refer to as being on a journey. Mm-hmm. You know, when we when we go on a journey, you know, what's that old Chinese cliche or whatever it is about, you know, the longest journey starts with the first step. Or I guess another one is how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Yeah. But, but the reality is, is that something worthwhile to us, no matter how minuscule it may be to others, but something worthwhile to us is going to gonna have a little bit of work to it. And when I say work, sometimes it's nothing more than just the work at being patient of doing something over and, and, and over again until eventually you find yourself realizing whatever that measurement of success is for you. And, and I, I, to me, I, just, I love the idea of people who start on a journey and then they, they send me back a message. Like, for example, one of my buddies the other day sent me back a message and I asked him, I said, well, you know, how was your year? How was 2016? And talking about what you mentioned a little while ago about his definition of success with his horses, he was ecstatic because unlike me, he went an entire year without getting hurt. <laughs> that was awesome. He went a whole year without getting hurt this year. He was so ecstatic. It was the most successful year in his horsemanship journey because he didn't get hurt. And yet there's others that are working really hard to get those championships. But either way, whatever you're working toward, it takes some commitment. It it really does. It takes some commitment and that determination to put one foot in front of the other over and over and over again. And you can't even really start that journey until you know where it is you want to go. And that kind of goes back to your four questions that you talk about all the time. The first question is, what do you you want? want? (laughs) And, 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 And I think we have to start there 
in this context, what's going to be a successful 2017? How do you set yourself up to be successful, whether in your horsemanship endeavors or your life in general? The first question is, what do you want? What do you want right. this year to look like? Because that's going to tell you what your next, what your first step is and every step after that. Right. Well, Laura, you know, and you've heard, and then I'm going to go into one of the things I wanted to talk about today, but you probably had several years ago, you had probably the toughest job around. I mean, you, you were a client of mine, but at the same time, you were also a, a mentor of mine. Cause I, for those who know me really closely, I was going through some really tough years a few years ago. And I bet you, you probably heard more excuses from me as to why I couldn't do certain things. You know, there's one after the another. Well, you I can't do that, Laura, because of, so I, I kind of wanted to touch on this today too, that get on your journey, whatever that journey may be and, and get toward that work, toward success, ever how you define it, and then just start moving forward. It doesn't matter if you're going the right direction or not. It just means going forward. Because if you're going forward to the left and you really are supposed to be going to the right, you won't know you're on the wrong path until you are on a path. So you've got to do something. And eliminate those excuses, you know, and, 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 you know, and if you don't mind, I'm going to, I'm going to share that. It's actually a pretty cool quote. And then I'm going to follow it up with a really cool story that I'm, I'm sure I shared with you before. But, um, this quote I just read recently as I was kind of researching for this particular, this particular episode, success occurs when your actions get bigger than your excuses. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I mean, think about it. I'm going to read it again because I just thought that was the coolest thing. Success occurs when your actions get bigger than your excuses. And I, and when I first read that, I just instantly pictured this big giant scale. And, you know, and, and in the horsemanship, we talk about balance a lot. We talk about collection. We talk about balance. But in this case, I don't want balance. I want those scales tipped really far to that one side of success being a heck of a lot heavier on that scale than my, than whatever, what excuse I can possibly come up with. And I want to, I want to think about that. I want to think about, you know, what can I do to continue to eliminate those excuses so that that side of the scale gets lighter and lighter? Because if that side's getting lighter, that means the other side of success is getting heavier and heavier. And that's what I'm looking for. And well, because we, we all have obstacles. Everybody, oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. has obstacles and we can make them be excuses to not try. But the fact is success is not something that happens to you. It's something you go out and get. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I'm gonna, <laughs> you're going to remember this story and you're going to chuckle with me, I'm sure. But several years ago, I was at the Iowa Horse Fair again. We, we were there last year, but we were you know, headed back from uh, a, a previous year that was 2006, I believe it was. And I'd just done a presentation and everything just clicked off really, really well. And every time there's a great presentation or I do what I think I did a great job, which means I didn't stutter and didn't fall down. I didn't get hurt. <laughs> but <laughs> That's a low bar. <laughs> yeah. I got a pretty large bar for there, folks. If, I, if you, you guys are happy and you're laughing and, then, and, and I didn't get hurt, boy, it's great. And, you know, that's bad, too. It makes it sound like I got hurt a lot and I don't. But nonetheless. I come back to the booth and I know everything went well when I get back to the booth and there's a lot of people there and they will either want to just talk and chatter about the presentation or they want to ask questions. Either one just makes me happy. Well, this one particular young girl come to me and her mom was standing behind her. And this young lady says, do you mind if I ask you a question about my barrel horse? And I said, no, not at all. I said, I've, I've had quite a bit of experience working and training barrel horses and working with some of the best barrel horse trainers that I know. So if I can help you, I'll sure try. Well, she gives me this big, long, drawn-out story about 
her horse and all this stuff. And then eventually she finally gets to the question. And I said, well, I might do this. And I kind of gave her a few little things that I might do. And I always say might because I'm not there. You know, I'm only hearing half the story. I'm only hearing her side of the story. I'm not seeing, you know, what's really happening with her and her horse. And I'm certainly not getting the horse's half of the story. I'm only getting, <laughs> yeah, I'm only, <laughs> I'm only getting the human side of this. So I'm listening very carefully and trying to weigh out all the BS. And, and um, so I, I, I just might try this. Oh, that's just not an option, she says. Oh, okay. Well, let me see. If that's not an option, then let me, uh, hmm. Uh, then I might try this. And I gave her another little anecdote, another little thing to try. And over her shoulder, I see her mom shaking her head like, oh, my goodness, this is. And, and as soon as I mentioned to her what I thought I might try the second time, again, the lady blurts out very quickly. Oh, but that's just not an option. Oh, okay. Well, that's strike two. So you know me. I'm determined. So I try to, well, let me see. I, the first one didn't work, and the second one's not an option either. So, you know, if those two, then I might try this one. And I gave her the third one. And, and again, I'm watching her mother shake her head behind her. And as soon as I finish what I might do, the girl repeats again. She goes, well, that just wouldn't work either. So here's another excuse. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So finally, I just stopped, and I turned it around on her. I said, well, okay, well, you tell me what my options are, and I'll tell you what I might do. <laughs> and the, the thing is that, you see, no matter what, was told to her, she had an excuse. And we have to realize that sometimes we've got to get rid of those excuses. We've got to quit holding on to them because the only thing that kept her from being on one of the three paths toward what I thought might help her get through the situation she was having with her horse was to get on one of those paths. We don't know which one's going to work and all three of them may fail. Who knows? But until she's willing to let go of the excuses and consider another path, that might be successful, she's going to stay in that very unsuccessful mode. But sadly, and I say this sadly because I think it's too many times that people are okay with that. You know, that it's almost like they, they fear success. They fear that ability to achieve their goals. And so as a result, and I was there, I've been there, that I was so afraid to take that next step that I was willing to hold on to all of those excuses. That as people around me, were trying to tell me things that would really help me out. I'm the dummy standing there with my fingers in my ears, not wanting to really hear those because I was very comfortable holding on to those excuses. Yeah, that's something we do as human beings. We mistake familiarity for comfort. We think the the you know the sort of the devil we know versus the devil we don't know, and we make excuses to not try something new. Because even though what we're not what we're doing now isn't isn't working, at least it's familiar. Right, right. Yeah. And I guess that's what I, I want folks to realize is, is that no matter what you're experiencing, I promise you, somebody out there has had a very very similar experience. I'm not going to say the same because we're all different. Everything is so different and so unique to to each of us. But at the same time, the things that I want to leave people with in regard to this first thing there was just this, and that's. Be willing to let go of those excuses and just acknowledge the fact that they are sometimes excuses. And I appreciate the fact that sometimes those excuses are protecting us. But if we'll let go of those and we'll let those scales tip a little bit more toward that other side, then success lies out there somewhere. It lies out there. And because it lies out there, we've got to be willing to walk toward it. And then we've got to be patient as well, don't we? I mean, very rarely does success 
happen instantaneous. And, and you know, when I was in college, Laura, there were a lot of, gosh, I'm going to tell you everybody how old I am here, but there were a lot of lotteries going on in the country. But at that day and time, the Florida lottery was the largest one in the country. And I won't forget that whenever that lottery was going on, we were studying that in one of my classes. It might have been my statistics class or something. I don't know, but we were studying it in one of my classes. And did you know that statistics showed that within a relatively short period of time after winning the lottery, that the people who won it and had that quote unquote instant success, that within a very short period of time after that success, they were right back in the same financial situation they were prior to winning the lottery. So you see, without the journey, we oftentimes don't learn the lessons that it takes for us to be able to hold on, recognize, and repeat success. I, for one, have never really met a truly successful person. And I'm not talking necessarily monetary success or whatever, but anybody that I've met that I've regarded as very successful, I've never met anybody that really was content with where they are right there. If, if they're a guitar player, they know they can, ooh, I can hit that note better. Or if they're a singer, they can, oh, I can hit that note better. And they just want to, they're not doing it to be the best. They're doing it to be better and and just to take another step. And, you know, I know I can do that better. And the same way with my horsemanship, I'm not necessarily in the, in the mode any longer of chasing the buckles and the saddles. That was really fun in the day and the time. Now I'm looking to see how much better the communication can get. And that's how I kind of view my, my horsemanship as being a success is how good and efficient the communication can become between me and this horse. And every time I think I've got it, I think, ooh, I just noticed something that horse did. And if I can read that a little quicker, a little bit better, and a little bit more efficiently, I can do it better. And you just keep working toward that. So the journey never ends, does it? It's, it's just like this constant thing that just keeps evolving. And that, to me, is like what success and life is all about, is just recognizing that and then being willing to continue and I hate to use the word work because sometimes I view my job as not work at all. I get to, <laughs> I laugh sometimes. I mean, I can't believe I get to do what I do. It's so much fun. But every day, the truly successful folks want to get a little better at whatever it is that they do. And I, I just think that's so remarkable. Yeah. I'm just still kind of thinking about the quote that you shared and how, how profound that is, whether it's related to, you know, the work we're doing with our horses or just in life in general, that whole, when your actions get bigger than your excuses. Right. It's it sort of, it occurs to me that it kind of ties in with something I remember you teaching way back in the day when you were giving me lessons. And you used to tell me all the time to focus on what I wanted, not what I didn't want. Right. And that quote kind of kind of tracks that your actions will get bigger than your excuses when you stop focusing on the excuses, when you stop focusing on the obstacles and you focus on what you can do. So if we want to talk about, I mean, it's real easy to get philosophical about this, especially this time of year when a new year is beginning and, and talk about life in general. But even in the nitty gritty of working with your horses, what you want to accomplish, what steps do you need to take? What can you do? Not what are you incapable of doing or what, what are the obstacles, but what can you do? Right. And can you work on that piece of it and get a little bit better and a little bit better? And so for me, because of, you know, the issues with my hips, there are lots of things I cannot do with a horse. I, I physically am not capable of doing it, but you showed me 
the things that I could do and how to focus on those things. And so maybe you could talk about that, um, you know, in a kind of a practical sense of what you're, what you're talking about here. If a person who's listening, their idea of success or what their goal for this year has to do with, you know, improving their horsemanship or accomplishing something with their horse, that whole concept of instead of getting hung up on what you can't do, focusing on what you can do. You know, Laura, as you were saying that, I thought of a drill that I do a lot of times in our clinics about the power of what we're thinking and what we focus on. Okay, so this is what I want folks to think of here. I want you to imagine that you're in one of my clinics, and there's only 10 of us. So I, I like to keep my clinics very small, no more than 15 people, but usually the, the best clinics that we do usually is between 10 to 15 folks. And imagine that I get everybody to spread out in the arena. So, all right, guys, here's what I want you to do. Everybody spread out. It's a fairly good-sized arena. Give everybody plenty of room. Everybody spread out. And now imagine that with all the folks spread out across the arena, as wide and as, as big as they can get, imagine how much surface area there is in that arena to ride. There's a lot of open dirt, so to speak. And then I'm going to get off my horse. I'll take him over. Sometimes I just drop the reins and he stands. And other times I'll take him over to the hitching rail or whatever. But I'm going to go grab an obstacle. Let's just say it's a big, giant orange cone. And I'm going to put it somewhere in the arena. And I'm going to tell everybody what I want you guys to do. Walk, trot, lope, whatever you feel comfortable doing. But whatever you do, don't go close to that cone. I don't want you within 10 feet of that cone. So no matter what you guys do, I don't care where y'all ride. I'm going to be riding amongst you and 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 helping you guys as you're working. But whatever you do, don't go anywhere to that cone. Does everybody understand that? And I'll look and I'll get 10 confirmations. Everybody got it. They understand you don't go to the cone. And before you know it, Laura, guess what happens? They yeah. begin to ride around and somebody knocks the freaking cone over. <laughs> right? And I'm thinking, it's a big giant arena. There's lot, There's only 10 people in here. There's lots of dirt to ride on. There's only one small area that of this cone, it might stick up about two and a half feet high, and it might be 12 inches at the base. And out of all of the dirt, all of the thousands of square footage of dirt to ride on, people are fighting to stay away from the cone. And it goes right back to what you were saying a little while ago. You see, rather than focusing on all the dirt that they can ride on, they focused on that darn cone. And like a magnet, it pulled them to it. That cone was so freaking powerful, it'll pull you to it if you focus on the problem. And see, the reality is, is that life offers us a whole vast array of arena dirt to ride on. That's all successful paths that we could take anywhere we want to go. We can do anything we want to out in all these other areas as long as we don't focus on the problems. That doesn't mean the cone didn't exist. The cone is still there. Doesn't mean the fence is not there. The fence is there too. Doesn't mean the other nine riders aren't there. They're all there. Well, why didn't they bump into each other? Why didn't they run into the fence? Because I didn't mention the fence. I didn't mention the other riders as being a problem. The only thing that I'd mentioned was a problem was the cone. So it got people thinking about and focusing on the cone. What I want folks to realize is, is that once you have the wisdom to acknowledge that there's an obstacle in your life, <laughs> rather it be an orange cone in the middle of Van Hargis Clinic or anything else for that matter, focus on all the other things. Focus on Laura McClellan and taking the writing lesson, focusing on all the things that she could do 
instead of the few little bitty things that her hips kept her from doing physically. And you know what? And by the end of that summer, you were doing some pretty cool things that surprised us both. And I think that was a great lesson for you and I, but at the think I think at the same time, that's a really good lesson that you and I need to share with other people is don't focus on the cone. Don't focus on the hips. Focus on all the other cool things that we can do in life without focusing on the obstacles. And, it's, and like you said, it's not a matter of pretending the obstacles aren't there. You can acknowledge them and then move on. Okay, yeah. that, that obstacle is there. So now I'm going to turn my attention to the possibilities. Right. Whether yes. it's, you know, on horseback or your career or your relationships or whatever, the answer, the success comes when you acknowledge the obstacles and then turn your attention to the possibilities and, and focus on the things that you can do rather than giving your attention to the things that you can't do or the, you focus on what you want instead of uh, manifesting what you don't want. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that. you know, and then once we, once we have, let's say we've got that focus and you know, we're going to, we're going to focus on the things that really make us happy The focus on the things that, that really make us feel successful. And once we have that, we also have to understand too that sometimes it does take work putting mm-hmm. one foot in front of the other, like you said earlier. But I'm going to share another quote with you that kind of goes kind of the second half, I guess you could say, of what we're talking about here. And I love this quote almost as much as I love the first one. Success is the sum of small efforts repeated over and over, day in and day out. Yeah. Again, that success is the sum of small efforts repeated over and over, day in and day out. Now, I think of, as soon as I read that one, I instantly thought of, and I'm going to share this story again, and I know I've already said this on a previous episode, and Laura, bless your heart, you've heard this at least a hundred times, but remember me telling you the story about the guy that tricked me a few years ago that said, I mean, he was filling my head full of all these things about, hey, Van, I've been reading about you in some of these magazines. I understand you've been winning quite a bit that ranchor's versatility stuff. Oh, yes, sir. I've had, you know, really good luck with things. Things have been working out pretty darn nice. And well, I read an article about you in that, that uh, quarter horse news and in the uh, horse and rider. And uh, I don't know Well, he listed all the little things that kind of went on that year. And of course, the more he's talking, the bigger my head's getting and the tighter my hat's feeling. And, and, and all the while I'm thinking, man, this is really cool. He really appreciates the things that I've achieved. So I'm beginning to think, wow, I'm pretty successful with all this. So in the middle of having my head swelled and my hat feeling a little bit tight, he says, well, man, I got an old horse I want you to ride. And I think the world of this little stud colt, he's just doing just great. But I can't think of anybody I'd like to have ride him more than you. And I want you to ride him for me. You reckon, man, if I brought him to you, you could just get 1% improvement a day? Well, heck yeah, I could do that. 1% improvement a day. That's easy. I can do that. So he says, well, good. I think I'll just wait about a hundred days before the, before the big show. And then I'll bring him to you. And I'm thinking, hold him smokes. I'm going to need more time than that. Cause you see, <laughs> he, he got me to thinking about how successful it is and how easy it is to be successful. But the reality is if we really look at success, it's a heck of a lot more than 1% a day. You see, because. If our journey is only 100 days long, then yeah, 1% a day is very easy. And it sounds achievable, doesn't it? 1% improvement a day. 
will get us to the end of our journey at the end of a year, maybe. That's 365 days. We've got 100 days to achieve that at only 1% a day. And it sounds so easy, doesn't it? 1% improvement a day. One step closer to our journey. But yet we have to realize, too, depending on where that journey is, we may have to do a whole heck of a lot more than just 100 steps. We may have to put a little bit more effort into it than just 1% a day to achieve our goal. We can break it down even more than that. Maybe it's less than half a percent. Maybe there's going to be days where you have 10% improvement and other days there's going to be none. So in other words, we have to realize that whatever that journey is, yes, we want to break it down into little achievable steps, but we also have to be realistic about the commitment to those steps and how long that journey really can be. And at the end of it, again, is our reward of accomplishment and success or whatever that success may be, ever how we define it. Yeah. It's not a big leap from here to whatever our objective is. It's that little step every day. Right. That willingness to be persistent and consistent and to do those little bits day after day after day that will get us. And again, this is all true whether we're talking about you know, getting our horse ready to compete in a show or getting ourselves ready to, to write a book or, or any number of things. But it's, it's not the big flashy moments. It's the persistent and consistent progress day after day after day. And I, I like that. It's the sum of small efforts right. repeated over and over. You know, Laura, in December of 2016, uh, we celebrated a very important time in my life. I was very fortunate that I had the opportunity to play college football and played for two different universities, one in uh, North Central Texas, another one in Northeast Texas, both of which we had, like I say, championship teams. One year, or the, my freshman year, we actually won the national championship. And 35 years ago, gosh, I'm again telling everybody how old I am, but 35 years ago, we achieved that. And, and looking back at it now, people are always asking, you know, what led to that success? And it was one practice at a time, yeah. one game at a time. And within that game, one play at a time. And it was just everything about it was in little bitty tiny increments. And at the end of the season, enough of those little increments were together that we ended up winning a game, two games and three games. And before you know it, we ended up walking away with a championship ring. And when we look back at it, we go, wow, it didn't really seem all that difficult, but we had so much to be proud of. In fact, we couldn't even remember all the little bitty days because you see, they were kind of, they were kind of gathered up into games. And then the games kind of developed into one moment. And that was that championship moment. And I guess what I want people to realize from that is, is that we always don't necessarily have those championship moments, but what we all have is those little bitty moments, those little bitty days of successes. And you put enough of those little bitty successes together, and that success gets bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually it goes from being a bucket to a pool to a big giant pond and, and ultimately a river and, a, and, a, and an ocean. I mean, it, it's, it's endless, but it, but it all starts with us just taking that that one day at a time, that one step at a time, and focusing on what it is that we want to kind of reiterate what we mentioned earlier. I like that. So we're talking about getting ourselves set up for a successful year here in the 
middle of January of 2017 and starts with knowing what you want and then being prepared to focus on what you can do to accomplish that rather than letting the the obstacles and the excuses overwhelm you and then taking those small efforts day after day to move in the direction of whatever that dream is, whatever that success is, the way that you define it. I love that. That's uh, good advice for uh, any time of year, but especially as we're starting out a new year. I know there's so much more, Van, that you could say about this, but uh, we, we don't want this to be a three-hour podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was thinking about that today, too, because I was like, oh, my goodness. There's literally a million cliches yeah. about success and, you know, one journey and so on and so forth. And, and you know, I, I thought, man, this could literally be a whole season of shows just on this particular topic. But like you said, Laura, I just think we, we could go on and on and on. But um, I, I really want people to realize that it's whatever success is how they define it. It's very achievable if we just focus on just those little steps, one step at a time. So as we wrap up, I want to remind listeners that if you have thoughts about uh, what Vans talked about on this episode, share your questions, your comments, your suggestions, any number of ways you can leave a comment in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you'll find on the website at vanhargis.com. Look for episode 37 on the podcast tab. You can leave a post on the Van Hargis Horsemanship Facebook page, and whether it's a question or a comment or suggestion for how Van can make the show better, I know he wants to hear those. If you want to share your thoughts with Van privately on this topic, uh, you can email Van at info at vanhargis.com, and uh, he'll be watching for that. Lots of other things I could say, just real quick, as a reminder, if you haven't done so before, please consider visiting the Ride Every Stride page on iTunes and leaving a quick review there. Helps Van to see what folks are thinking of the show and also helps other people find it and become part of this conversation, this community. There are lots of things that you could um, find out about what Van's up to. I'm trying to be sensitive to the time here, so I'll just suggest that you visit the website. Go to vanhargis.com, and you're going to see all sorts of stuff there. Van's calendar, upcoming events, uh, so where you can maybe see what he's up to, where he's going to be. The store is there with the products that he uses, that he recommends, that in many cases he has designed. And you can purchase those right there on the website. One thing, if, if part of your, one of your measures of success for 2017 involves improving your horsemanship skills, maybe you've got a goal to compete in a particular show or a competition, or you just want to become a better horseman or horsewoman. And one way you maybe would like to consider doing that is to work with Van directly. He loves to come out and do clinics. You could have him come to your town and put on a clinic. It's very, very simple. And the Van Hargis horsemanship team will help you put that together. So if that's something you're interested in, having a, a clinic or a mini clinic in your town or in your, your area, email the team at info at vanhargis.com and learn how you could host a clinic or have Van come to your event, if that's the sort of thing you, that you have going on. And the other thing, getting back to the website, be sure and check out the Top Hand Club when you're there. We've talked about it in the past. I don't want to spend a ton of time there, but this is that membership site where you can get access to an ever-growing library of 
video tutorials where Van, you know, he can talk about things on the podcast, but in the, the videos he can actually demonstrate and you can see him teaching little pieces of horsemanship wisdom. And members of the Top Hand Club have access to all of those. They get a great discount on items in the store, including clinic participations and those sorts of things. Lots of other benefits to being a member of the Top Hand Club. And for those who get in as a charter member, that's you're going to be grandfathered in, so to speak, for as long as you stay a member at only $4.95 a month. And you just can't beat that. You're going to get that back in the discounts, much less the videos. So check that out on the website and look around while you're there and see what else is going on at Van Hargis Horsemanship. That's the quick and dirty on the (laughs) announcements and so on. Van, anything else that uh, we want to say as we wrap up? Well, I just want to share one final thought, Laura, um, in in regard to our our topic today of success. And uh, I really want to encourage folks to focus on what it is that really makes you happy. I, you know, you've, you've heard me refer to it as, as, as a spiritual gift. For me, I, I love helping people and I love being on the journey of helping people. I love being on the journey of what I call horsemanship and humanship. So this is my final thought. Perhaps success for some isn't the accomplishing of something or a destination to be reached, but perhaps it's just simply the action of doing something or being on a journey. You see, in other words, maybe it's just maybe it's just being on the journey that makes people happy. I love being on the journey of horsemanship and humanship, and I really appreciate everybody listening and giving me the opportunity to be on that journey. So with that said, I just want to say this, Laura, and that's until next time. Remember, it's your ride. It's your trail. It's your journey. So ride every stride. Mm-hmm.